0: Welcome to Let's Get Lit Podcast.
1: For book clubs with twists and all of those things with alcohol and books. Yeah!
0: (laughs) We are your go-to podcast for books and booze.
1: That's right. Nailed it as per usual.
0: Okay, that's a good summary, right?
1: I think so. What are we going to read Brandy.
0: This week we are starting Anna Karenina. Oh my
1: God, starting! I mean, so I already so many pages. We have started, started but we're nowhere near done. No,
0: this is an epic. That's the definition of an epic. I'm pretty sure. It,
1: I yeah, I think this is what an epic means. And how
0: many pages is it?
1: It depends on what version you're reading. And I grab glad the that you asked. yeah, the one that we have here and the one that I was reading from is barely even long at all this is crazy this does it not even have page numbers No, it does but this is like so inaccurate because this is 593 pages but what the people don't see is how wide these pages are. yeah this is like a textbook yeah because so also to be clear I read like a million versions of this to start before I couldn't have settled on the one that I was going to move forward with because this book has been written in so many different iterations. Even, like, if you try to do the audiobook, there's been so many different audiobooks. If you look at any version try to compare them to each other, the translations are so different. So, like, in general, the book is considered to be about 900 pages. Yeah. Nine hundred.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, a like, a huge book, thick-wise, but it's also the pages are really big and the font is really tiny for reference. I think this font is probably like Calibri size eight and the table of contents, which only lists the number of chapters is eight pages long.
1: The <laughs> number of chapters.
0: Yeah. It's, there's a. Lo- I mean, it it's painful to look at.
1: Well, I feel like that begs a good question just for people as we're going to be reading this next week, Brandy, how are you reading it? Are you reading the book? Are you doing the audio book?
0: I'm doing the audiobook, the one that's an Audible exclusive, read by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Ooh. Yeah, and it's actually, crazy. she has such a soothing voice. It's almost too soothing and puts me to sleep, so I have to listen to it on sp- faster speeds. You know how Audible lets you do that?
1: Yeah, so you can get, well, especially like, so I was going to say, we know how many pages it is. Do you know how many hours it is in an audiobook? Format? Yeah, it's
0: like 42. 42 hours? Yeah, it's literally an entire work week, so... Well,
1: just so, quit your job and yeah. read this book for a week, and hopefully it'll be worth your effort. We don't know yet, but...
0: I think this is a good holiday reading, you know, for when you're sitting around just doing
1: nothing. And being freezing cold, because yeah. this is Russia, and... Yeah. There's a lot of winter happening already. I'm only probably like a quarter of the way through the book, I would say. So I've read, you know, fifteen hundred pages at this point, point. <laughs> and I can say they're pretty fucking cold. And I think they need a beverage to keep them warm. So what yeah. are we drinking?
0: Wait, do you want to? No, you are supposed to read our book jacket right, overview I feel first.
1: Already like talk about the booze, but I can read the book jacket. Yeah, read
0: because then if you read the book jacket, then people will kind of understand the setting, and then they'll understand why we're drinking what we're drinking.
1: It's just funny to me because. This book jacket, lolol. Okay, you ready? Some of it is our fun facts. That's why I'm. Okay. Anna Karenina, or is it Anna Karenina? Let's start there.
0: I like Anna.
1: Okay, we're gonna go with that. Do over. (coughs) Anna Karenina is a novel by the Russian writer Leo Tolstoy, published in serial installments from 1873 to 1877 in the periodical Russian Messenger. Tolstoy clashed with editor Mikhail Katolyov over political issues that arose, arose... You're
0: doing a real good job. I'm
1: nailing this. Keep it up. ...that arose in the final installment, Tolstoy's negative views of Russian volunteers going to fight in Serbia. Therefore, the novel's first complete appearance was in the book form in 1878. Widely regarded as a pinnacle in realist fiction, Tolstoy considered Anna Karenina his first true novel after he came to consider War and Peace to be more than a novel. What a fucking narcissist. Anyways. Dostoevsky Is that a true thing? Really? Considered War and Peace to be more than a novel. What a dick. Um, anyway, Dostoevsky declared it a flawless work of art. His opinion was shared by Vladimir Nabovkov. I feel like we should have, you know, learned these Russian names.
0: Nabovkov.
1: Who especially admired the flawless magic of Tolstoy's style, and by William Faulkner, who described the novel as the best ever written. The novel remains popular as demonstrated by a 2007 time poll of 125 contemporary authors in which Anna Karenina was voted The greatest book ever written. Way to tell us absolutely fucking nothing about this
0: book, Book Jacket. Well, I mean, I think that when you have a classic piece of literature, it's assumed that you would know something about it. But I guess, let me mini-Book Jacket this. Okay. It's about Russian aristocracy in, like, the early 1800s, and it focuses around drama,
1: I, yeah, wow. <laughs> that's, that, that's one way to dilute it. That's. Right? Kind of. I mean. I How else like,
0: would you describe it? Like in, in a two sentence description. Well,
1: honestly, I was kind of looking forward to the book jacket just to like, what do they say this is about? Because I feel like a lot of it is about the main character, Anna Karenina, and like her like struggle with madness and not being able to fit into russian aristocracy and how like basically being an outsider affects your ability to live a happy life
0: i think you're projecting but anyway let's talk about our drink i'm
1: probably projecting because you know me and my inability with russian aristocracy i didn't want to say it a common problem in my life that i've been struggling with the get-go. Can
0: I just point out right now that you have a real wicked sharky? It's I don't like...
1: know what that means, but I assume you it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it means you've got, like, oh, you've got yeah. basically the equivalent of, like, a mullet. Hang on. The mi- or not more. a mullet, a mohawk.
1: You're welcome. I will admit that I have not washed my hair in a while, and I'm not getting away with it.
0: Mm. I didn't notice until you started touching it, and then I was like, oh, it stays right there where you put it.
1: Well, me and Anna, we both have struggles to overcome
0: yeah, you do. Okay, so that's speaking, speaking of things that you have to struggle with, um, our drink pairing this week is vodka. Vodka. Oh, wow, we're it's, so creative. It is straight vodka.
1: I really thought you were gonna go like white Russian.
0: Well, no, that's my drink for next week.
1: Wow. Spoiler alert. Sorry. We're not supposed to have spoilers. I know. In this episode? But I
0: just felt like when I when I started racking my brain and being like, what do Russians drink? I mean, how can you think anything other than vodka?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that comes to mind for me, but we'd have to ask Anna.
0: I have so many fun facts about vodka. Are you ready? I'm ready. So... First of
1: all, can I tell you the funnest fact? That's yes. That's a word, but I said it. Okay. I hate fucking
0: vodka. I know.
1: So I might be... Well, let's be clear. I won't be sober for this episode because I drank tequila before we started drinking vodka. But I'm probably not gonna black out. So I apologize in advance if I remember this conversation.
0: It's okay. Proceed. So um, I'm gonna start with some backstory here. So, vodka was um, not necessarily invented, but basically invented by Pyotr Smirnov. And Pyotr Smirnov, is that a good? pronunciation okay he was born a serf. um basically he was like stuck in the feudal system and he was making making vodka and then basically when russia was like okay you can start selling things he um went door to door to his neighbors and he was like Hey, um, come have a drink with me. This is the vodka that I make, and he'd like give them a drink of it, and then he would tell them to go to their local pub, and or I don't know what they call bars in Russia. You're
1: knocking on the wrong door.
0: Okay, so then he would go there and be like, tell, go to your local bar and ask for Smirnov by name, and then so they started doing that, and then Smirnov is now like the best-selling vodka in the world, and only thirteen ninety-nine a shame, bottle.
1: Shame because Smirnoff is. Disgusting. I don't have to like vodka to know that's not the way to go. It is a
0: little bit um biting. Yeah, burning. It's it's not great. I bet
1: it's great for like cleaning wounds.
0: Ooh, I have a fact about that. Tell me more. But I'm gonna start I'm gonna start chronologically or just in the order that I found these on the internet. So um there was a time when Russia ran out of vodka
1: sounds like dark days it was well was it yes, yes and no
0: revolution no it was during world war 2 oh. or 1 or 1 it was during <laughs> no world war 2 during world war 2 so in in may of 1945 um, the Hitler nazis really nazis surrendered to the soviet union and they partied so hard that within a single day they ran out of vodka in the entire country
1: I mean, and they were like, "Yay, we're so happy!" And then they ran out of vodka, and I bet you they were like, "What the fuck was the point of this war? What's left for us to live for?" I know. Well, like, they yeah, we have no more threat of being decimated at any given point in time,
0: but at what cost? Well, so during World War One, they actually banned the sale of vodka. Why? I think it was like they didn't want to sell it to other countries. I'm not sure if they sold it like internally anymore. But um, it shot the Russian economy by like a third because they weren't exporting vodka. I don't know how much of a fact that is, but it was on the internet, I know so know how I believe much it. Of a fact
1: that is, <laughs> but somewhere online you can find it. Exactly.
0: Also, the most expensive bottle of vodka in current dollars, how much do you think it is?
1: Most expensive bottle? Yes. Probably like twenty thousand dollars. No. Keep going. Like higher? Yeah. A
0: hundred thousand? Nope. More.
1: Five hundred thousand? More. A million?
0: More. (laughs) Shit. Um, two million? No. I'm going to have you stop guessing because it's probably... How could
1: it be? Three
0: point seven five million dollars. A bottle. A single bottle of vodka.
1: This vodka had better taste like tequila.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've never tried it, obviously, because I spend my 3.57 million, 75 million dollars on other things. But um, there's a vodka called Billionaire Vodka. It is triple. Also
1: misleading. It's only millionaire vodka.
0: Well, no, it has to be sticks. billionaire vodka because if you were only a millionaire, you're not going to spend 3.75 of your millions on vodka. Like you have to have so much millions that That's you can. That's what credit cards are for. Oh my god, it's true.
1: That's how finances work.
0: Yeah, so. or not work? Oh, is it not Prost? Is that German?
1: Sorry, that was Norwegian. Oh, it's all it shares a border.
0: What do they say in Russian?
1: I feel like this should have been one of your facts. You keep going, can you look, I'll it up? look it up?
0: Okay, so how they make billionaire vodka? I don't really know, but it says it's triple distilled and filtered through ice, Nordic birch charcoal, and sand from crushed gems. Um, The bottle's adorned by diamonds and solid gold labels, and when you buy a bottle, it's delivered by a secure courier in white gloves.
1: Oh, that sounds exceedingly fancy. Ipa? Yeah, so I looked up how to say cheers in Russia, and I can't even fucking pronounce
0: it. Can you have Google say it? Sure. Ura. Ura.
1: Almost Ipa. Do it again. Ura. I'm turn the volume
0: up. I Everybody? think they got it.
1: This is me talking. Maybe not. Heard
0: <laughs> 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 uh, uh, it here first. Okay. Oh my god. What?
1: Ugh, this creep from Tinder keeps messaging me. Anyways. I hope it wasn't
0: anything inappropriate.
1: Yeah, it was obviously appropriate.
0: I'm like ah. Um, so vodka comes in strange flavors. I bet you already knew that. Stop looking at my notes. Do you want to know a flavor that it comes in? I bet I know one. Because you read the first part.
1: No, I was going to say blueberry. Yeah. Oh, first of all, we yeah. have talked about this S- on the cast before. That's true. Stoli blueberry you, and Sprite. Yeah. You introduced me to that drink, and I was like, this is delicious. Yeah, I know. Brandy's so smart. And then I remember what happened after that.
0: Exactly. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas was so different when you were an age where you could drink Blueberry Stoli and Sprite. Now I go and I'm like, what's the spa looking like today? Yeah. Where's that buffet action? I
1: mean, that's when life changes is when you go from being like, well, drink, yeah, to being like, oh, man, do I have the time for this hangover? When
0: can I go to bed?
1: Yeah, like, so I'm going to brunch. I'll have a couple thousand mimosas if you're me, one if you're Brandy. Yeah take a nap, and oh, then yeah. I'm done for the day. My vacation's to check into my flight.
0: all about napping. Oh,
1: my God. Your vacations are all about napping.
0: Yeah. It's like my ex- escape from life <laughs> is just sleeping.
1: It really So this is, like, I mean, off topic. However.
0: We're talking vac- about vodka. Being yeah. asleep is totally on vacationing topic. Vacationing
1: with Brandy is quite <laughs> the, like, it depends on who you are. When I vacation, I'm, like, energy saved up. Rampage Rage till 4am No And Brandy's like So we sleep until Mm 10am Then we get up We go to brunch We come back We nap Mm -hmm. We get up for an hour or two Go you know See a site We don't have time for more than that Come back We nap again Then get ready for dinner Get up We get ready for dinner We go It's great We come back Power nap then maybe, maybe. We go out, but we better get home before midnight because I don't want to turn. Oh, I gotta get my ten in. hours. <laughs> I gotta get more sleep, and it's like, oh my god, I cannot possibly sleep this long. And she's like, I'm exhausted. Yeah.
0: My whole life really revolves around just like eating and sleeping, and like if I can fit in some social activities in between my main key activities,
1: You'll I'll dabble. It. Yeah. but it's
0: not my priority. Like if I have the choice between like going out and being asleep
1: you'll definitely definitely be being asleep. i'll
0: definitely just be asleep and i feel like it's been that way for most of my life but maybe not like for a brief period between like 19 and 22
1: yeah i feel like you've gotten more tired the longer oh I know yeah you, but that's probably typical of someone that ages where i'm like going the other direction i'm just like i'm not gonna sleep anyway so let's just stay up you're and- like benjamin button Exactly. Unfortunately, not in appearance, but...
0: Oh, my God. I wish you looked like Brad Pitt. Then you'd be my best friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be much more popular. But vodka, oh. on topic.
0: Um. Okay, so you already guessed blueberry, yes. But there's also a whole bunch of super weird ones. So, on the interwebs, I found a bacon-flavored vodka. Gross. Um A dill pickle-flavored vodka. I love, d- d- which
1: I love dill. Which might work in, like, a
0: Bloody Mary. Maybe. I don't know. Fresh cut grass flavor. Mm. I don't know what that would really no, taste like. You. It's probably one of those like hipster things. Um, wild salmon. I
1: feel like like why regular vodka is sounding better and better.
0: And scorpion flavored that has an actual scorpion in the bottle, which I'm curious if they like take the poison out or if it just gets dyed with the vodka.
1: If you gotta go, that's probably a good way to do it.
0: Um, vodka comes from the Slavic word for water, which is. <laughs> Voda to be fair also
1: like, how many times have you had vodka in your glass and just said like it's water why are you judging me yeah exactly
0: mister? um I don't know um, let's see Poland Poland and voders. Russia are like constantly fighting over who invented vodka first and then they have drinking contests and then they pass out and then they wake up and do it all over again that's all I know about that sounds Eastern Europe <laughs>
1: Like the most benign fight Russia has these days. Oh, you're
0: gonna really like this one. So, vodka apparently can be used for preventing poison ivy.
1: Are you fucking kidding you Yeah, I didn't
0: me actually click the link. What do
1: you mean so, click <laughs> there right now. Now's the time. So, okay. a little bit of backstory. Hi, my name's Star, and roughly four to five times a year, if I'm lucky, I break out in the worst poison ivy or oak rash you have ever seen depending on what part of the country i'm in it's horrible even if i don't go outside my dog goes outside comes in i don't realize she's been outside i pet her i love her and i just blow up with poison oak slash ivy rash and it's miserable also i suffer from roid rage so i can't even do anything about it i just have to like endure
0: good story so if you want to If you have been exposed to poison ivy, apparently, if you want to avoid having a reaction from it, immediately pour vodka on your skin that's come in contact with poison ivy, and the alcohol will wash away. Like dry it up? It like washes, it like dissolves the oil, or like gets the oil off your skin.
1: That sounds promising. So, just anytime I go outside, take a vodka shower.
0: It says you can use rubbing alcohol too, so I don't know. That
1: sounds really astringent. Yeah, like, you're gonna have my dermatologist really skydry i not skin. gonna recommend this. I won't be Benjamin buttoning for long if I'm taking vodka baths all day. Yeah, it's true. It's not like the champagne baths we were taking when we read Crazy Rich Asians.
0: Oh, yeah. That's different. Things have changed. Um, okay. So in Russia, people don't just like take shots of vodka apparently, I didn't actually ask any of my Russian friends about this. I just read it on the internet. The vodka is always consumed with food. They call it zakuski, which I'm saying wrong. And they're basically like Russian tapas. And so you're supposed to eat it with that. Also, they have a really um, complex cheersing thing. So apparently you're supposed to you, you toast first, and then you take a shot of vodka, and then you toast again, and then you drink again, and you can't drink it without toasting and then having a snack. Um, so unlike the right? rest of us, how did you say it again? Uya?
1: Wasn't
0: it like yevka? No. Oi. Voya. 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 I don't really know.
1: Cheers. <laughs> it, again, it's spelled yipa, but... Y-P-A. Ouya. Vora. 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 So, Cheers. Vora. Cheers. Vora. Glunk And then
0: you drink. To Stalin.
1: To Stalin. Vora. Voda.
0: To Stalin. Also, still to
1: Stalin? Like, no, okay,
0: apparently, so like this was back when that was what it was. Also, I like it. To Stalin, yeah. To oh, Stalin. it's like a call and response. Yes. So we're doing it wrong. Okay. So you're supposed Let's to say like, okay, but I think we shouldn't cheer so close to the microphone. So maybe over here. To wait, Ura. who wants to say it? Ura.
1: To Stalin.
0: Yeah. We definitely nailed it. <laughs> duh. Ah, da, da. Okay, good, good. No, we're, we're Russian now. We're Russian. All right, fantastic. Pack some
1: people.
0: Um, that's all I have about vodka.
1: I mean, that was more than I ever knew there could be.
0: I think that that's... Yeah, so anyway, we're drinking vodka. There's lots of different kinds of vodka. Uh, we're drinking Tito's because that's what I like.
1: Buon appetitos. Hashtag buon appetitos. That's Italian. Stalin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hashtag Dostalin. Yippa. Ura. Ura. Vura, v- <laughs> hashtag all of those things. I'm
0: not very good at languages. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's the hard... Ura. Ura.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And then if we do hashtag YPA, no one's going to know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, they're going to be like, you mean Vora? Vura. You mean to
0: Stalin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like we're on topic still. Good job. I mean, I,
1: Anna. Sorry, Anna. Corona, man.
0: All right. So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the book? I have. We have fun facts. I
1: feel like I have the most important fact to share about this okay. book, which we all already talked about. It already, is long as fuck. <laughs> it is like the longest book you've ever not read. I don't. You read know that War in Peace though. I don't think it was longer than this. Mm. Also, apparently, according to Tolstoy, that wasn't even a book. It was so much more. Can we pause there and say, like, what a, what a dick. dick? Did we look into him as an author at all? Because I feel like we should have, and if we didn't, we should look into that in the next episode.
0: Well, I looked into him a little bit, but I feel like we can dive into it more in the next episode because I kind of got stuck on the vodka things. But next
1: episode. Um da dun dun
0: it's the I'm motherfucking D-O-W-D-O-W-G. Snoop
1: Dogg!
0: Da-da-da-da-da.
1: Nailed it. But anyways, this book is so long. And I just, I can't reiterate that enough. So, I'm not even halfway, and I've, read 10 books already and I will also say like not that much has happened yet I, I'm i not trying to like shit on this book because I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought I would I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be really tough reading so it's not. far it's actually an easy read it's just like get to the point like where is this going anytime I start to be like oh my god the plot they're like let me have an 80 page interlude in which I talk about farming techniques
0: and i'm like i remember that exact interlude all right there's no spoilers here it's just that like if we hadn't started this book several weeks ago there's no way we'd be prepared for our podcast next week yeah
1: and just even like so people if they're thinking about reading it if you've already read it you get it it's just like i don't know i would say like if you are someone that's like, I want a challenge, I want to be able to say that I read a Karenina, or like, I want to read a book that makes me want to drink a lot of vodka, mm-hmm. you should probably read along with us. Otherwise, you should probably listen to us talk about this next week. And just be like, I totally read that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let us tell you what. happened. Let us
0: do the work for you. Let it's us a lot of work. Be the like nerdy kid in high school who did your homework for exactly. you. Exactly. Because I was definitely never that person. I just didn't do my homework. Yeah,
1: I was definitely the nerdy kid, but I didn't do my homework.
0: Yeah, I feel like homework is a useless tool. Sorry, teachers.
1: Yeah, I'm like, wow. Wait up. A- what you well, I don't what do you so read? I
0: okay, I don't feel like homework is a useless tool. However, I feel like when I mean everyone like it's a saying this feels like homework. Mm-hmm. It's like it's something you don't want to do. You don't feel like you get a lot of utility from. It's not a, particularly like an interesting challenge. And so like you what homework does is it teaches you how to like cut corners and like cheat at things. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a valuable life skill, so I take back my original point. Homework is valuable if only to teach you how to like cheat on stuff.
1: I also say, so cheat, that's a strong word. I've always looked at it as being resourceful. Yes. So like Exactly. I don't yeah, cheats. cheating is like you have pulled this one thing and you're like I am repeating these words as if they are my own or I'm making it seem like I did work I didn't do. Yeah. But being resourceful is like I don't have this information, how do I get it as quickly as possible and like actually reading the entire book, spending time thinking about it processing it like sure that's how you're going to get like maybe the best out of yourself or grow and learn as a person Mm -hmm. but if you're in school trying to write a paper that's probably not the most efficient way to do it you should probably be reading the spark notes yeah pulling out some like important quotes and then being like how do I make this my own yeah and then done on to the next thing
0: you know what that makes me think of though is that when I started reading this book I feel like this book was definitely written at a time where people had more downtime. Like when. When
1: was this book written?
0: um, In the 1800s? Yeah. Yeah, it was like late 1800s. Late 1800s, but like for sure before the internet. I don't know. When was the Industrial Revolution in Russia? I don't know. Like, Cause the industrial revolution in this in the was states delayed. was in the eighteen hundreds, but I don't know if the Russia or if the I think it was industrial
1: revolution. Time. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm super like knowledgeable to... about Russian history, but this is definitely like pre-communism.
0: Well, so I feel like a book like this it reminds me. So you know, some you know when you go camping and like it takes a few days for it to feel like time is moving at the right pace. Like you're so used to moving so quickly with everything and like you're always responding to emails and you're trying to get from point A to point B. But then when you go camping, you know, for the first couple days, you're like, I'm so bored. I have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And then after a little bit, you're like, oh, the time just slows down and you enjoy, like you, you're able to just like sit there for hours on end and like read mm-hmm. a book. I feel like this book was made for times like that because it's also – the descriptions are so vivid that it's like it describes, you know, the pattern on the leaves or things that you just like normally don't take the time to look at. Yeah, it describes everything in just such intimate detail, or like even your thought processes or the emotions that people have and all that stuff. It's just things like you do not have the time to deal with in your normal life, so yeah, I feel like it's it not a book for our like time. It drags yeah, a bit
1: in our time. Although it is funny because again, I felt like this book was gonna be like homework where. I was like, oh, I'm going to read it week to week and just be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to get through these many pages because I know the reading schedule we're on. And, like, I mean, to be fair, again, I'm not even halfway through the book, but it's not hard to listen to. It's not hard to read. Mm -mm. It just kind of flows in whatever medium you're, like, experiencing it. It's just kind of like... There are points where I'll find myself like, you know when you're reading and you're just like, I'm not fully paying attention because to your point, they're like talking about the designs on leaves, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not missing anything. Mm-hmm. It's almost just like relaxing. Which yes. Maybe that's what reading is supposed to be, but I'm used to reading things where it's like you have to pay really close attention and mm-hmm. I thought this was a book where I was going to need to pay really close attention, but who knows, maybe at the end of the book I'll be like... I feel like there was some reference made to a pattern of leaves that I might be missing because I was kind of dozing off at that point.
0: I don't know. I think it like it. Well, there's like a lot of things happening. It kind of moves at the pace in which like your life actually moves, which is hard when you're consuming it and intending it to be a story Whoa, that like that was deep. Was it? Maybe. Okay. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, that's all I have to say about that. I just have some more facts about the book.
1: Well what other facts do we
0: have? Um, uh, well this is I'm gonna give you a lot of references that make no sense. So Anna Karenina's character apparently was inspired by Maria Gartung Gartung? Am I supposed to know who that no, is? No. She's the daughter of a Russian poet named Alexander Pushkin.
1: someone the author knew or just like had read about or we don't know Uh,
0: that's a great question and I actually don't know all I know from the internet is that she's a daughter of some poet okay which there's don't you know it yeah that's a great reference because everyone's going to know exactly what's happening um I think like in your book jacket you already gave away some of my fun facts so let me oh so apparently in Russian when um, a, a woman and a man are married, the woman's last name is the feminine version of the man's last name. So in yeah. the book, Anna Karenina's husband is has a last name um, Karenin. 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 So her last name isn't Karenin. Her last name is Karenina,
1: mm.
0: which means that.
1: She's the feminine version. Yeah, the
0: feminine version, which was really weird, and I actually didn't understand at all when I started reading this book. I was like, why is her last name different than her husband's last name? And I thought that there might be some plot twists that like changed it because yeah. she became a widow or like something happened, but apparently that's just a Russian thing.
1: Well, that's... So I've, I've kind of gone back and forth with the audiobook and the book book, but I don't know how you're doing this without the book because... Really? Yeah, because... So, in the beginning of my book, they have, like, probably, like, 30 of these 10,000 pages are just, like, first of all, these are all the characters. Oh, really? And like, breaking down That's their so names. Nice. So, they're, they explain the same thing you talked about and the fact that, like, their middle names also have to do with, like, their father's name. So, certain characters, like, you can tell they're related because their middle name has a similar similarity. And then they also have, like, certain names that are, like, just abbreviations, like, um Stefan like mm-hmm. Steva, where you're like, Where mm-hmm. the fuck does that come from? Like so many of these characters have twenty different names for them, which I actually didn't find hard to follow when I wet when I wed. <laughs> when I wed that one time it was real hard. Um, when I read War and Peace and when I read Crime and Punishment, don't recommend the latter by the way, what a bore. Um uh, I was really struggling to follow these Russian names, and I was worried about that when we were reading this one. But in this case, it's actually easy to follow because I feel like you know the characters so intimately because they spend 80 pages talking about the way they perceive a leaf. Yeah. Um, That it doesn't really confuse me who we're talking about. But yeah, they definitely will use a million names for the same person. So it's worth having a hard copy around, if only to reference, because... It, I would I would not personally be able to do this as an audiobook alone.
0: That's a good point. And I feel like you actually might be able to. And the only reason I say that is because if you were to ask me what the names of any of the characters are right now, I would not be able to tell you. Because However, I know
1: their soul. So,
0: like, when they're talking about them in the book... I know by context, like who they are once mm-hmm. they start talking about it. That like that being said, like I can pull out the names that are familiar to me, like Anna and Dolly and Kitty mm-hmm. and like Vronsky mm-hmm. and Levin and I don't know. Steva. Steva. Yeah. And I mean that's what, six characters? That's probably like all I can pull out of my hat. But I think There's all the also-
1: I will also complain, so, Vronsky, I also, this book jacket, man, it really didn't give you a summary, so, like... Do you want me to
0: see if I can find one on Goodreads that's, like, a better one?
1: Yeah, that's just a little bit more of a summarization of what this book's about, because, so, Vronsky, like, this is someone that Anna obviously is having an affair with, and her husband, who, you know, she's cheating on him with, both of them have the name Alexi, and I was like...
0: Oh, that's true.
1: It's rude. And again, I get that it's a common name, but I just feel like if you're writing a book, you could probably avoid giving two people the same name, right? Mm -hmm. Is that not fair to say? Because I just, I really think it could have been...
0: Oh, man. It could have been what? what?
1: It just could have been a lot easier. Like, sure, you're using Russian names because, like, you're Russian, this is a Russian book, but... You're really complicating things more than they need to be complicated.
0: Um. So, yes, I agree with you completely. Also, I feel like at some point we need to talk about all of the amazing quotes in this book. Because I, this book was just basically a, a wealth of quotes. It was amazing.
1: I was going to say, I haven't been marking quotes as I'm reading. But if we're going to do like a quote section next time, I will definitely make note. Because... There are certain parts of this where I'm like, oh, man, that's real deep. Yeah. You
0: know? um, okay, well, I'm going to pull up some quotes anyway. But do you want me to read the book jacket that's actually just Goodreads that, on the like, Internet? actually describes what it's about? Yeah.
1: I will say, like, that's the hard part with some of these books. Like, I feel like the one we read was like, let me tell you about the one of the greatest books of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is a great book. You should totally read it. And I'm like, what's it about? So tell us, Bray. Well, so this
0: is Anna Krenina, um, the translation by Almer Maud and Louise Maud. That's not the one that I read, but um <clears throat> acclaimed by many as the world's greatest novel, Anna Karenina provides a vast panorama of contemporary life in Russia and of humanity in general. In it, Tolstoy uses his intense imaginative insight to create some of the most memorable characters in literature. Anna is a sophisticated woman who abandons her empty existence as the wife of Karenin and turns to Count Vronsky to fulfill her passionate nature with tragic consequences. Levin is a reflection of Tolstoy himself, often expressing the author's own views and convictions. Throughout, Tolstoy points, point, well, throughout, Tol- Tolstoy points no moral, merely inviting us not to judge but to watch. As Rosemary Edmonds comments, he leaves the shifting patterns of the kaleidoscope to bring home the meaning of brooding words following the title, Vengeance is Mine and I Will Repay. I actually don't know who Rosemary Edmonds is.
1: Me either, but just you reading that, I thought that's so spot on and such a good interpretation of the book, just saying like he doesn't seem to have, I don't know if I'd say a moral, but He's not judging these characters. No, not at all. Because a lot of them are really flawed. And you find yourself wanting to judge them. But he just rounds them out in a way that they seem very human. And I definitely feel like when I read like, each character, I'll find myself starting to want to judge them, and then it just really dives into, like, their thought process, Mm -hmm. their psyche, and why they make the decisions they do, and it does kind of create this separation where you're, like, I don't know if you're watching it as, like, a play, but you're just kind of seeing where it unfolds, and you're Mm -hmm. not really, like, projecting your feelings on it, even though you accuse me of projecting my opinion on (laughs) the summary of this book. But it is something where I, I feel like with the shit these characters do, typically I'd be a little bit more judgmental. Like, oh man, why did you do that? But it's like, again, for 50 pages, they'll be like, this is why I'm having this thought, and therefore I say this word, and you're like, I completely understand how we got from A to B, and I have no judgment. I'm just curious what will happen next, if anything.
0: It does make you a little bit more empathetic to these characters. (coughs) Bless you. Nice. I mean, I also think that... There's a couple passages in this book where they kind of wax poetic about different philosophical ideas, and one of them that they're talking about is the value of learning um, sciences versus humanities. Mm -hmm. And basically everyone is talking about how the humanities just are inherently more valuable than the sciences are, which I feel (laughs) like as a society now, we feel basically the opposite, that the humanities don't hold any value. But I think even in just reading this and what we're talking about now, it seems like people are kind of missing the point that you can advance and there's so much that science has to offer, and I don't disagree with that in any capacity. But I think that when you skip the humanities in general and you don't take the time to think through why other people have the thoughts that they do and you just kind of generally don't intend to understand other people, that you miss out a lot. I think that those kind of more obscure thought experiments are probably more valuable than we give them credit.
1: Well, they definitely not just draw on, but, you know, reference a lot of different philosophers in the book, and a lot Mm -hmm. of the characters, you know, spend pages and pages just kind of debating different philosophers and Mm -hmm. what they think about it. But I do think it is interesting, like, in modern society, how we belittle that so much as, like, it doesn't matter, let's just innovate and get shit done and, like, see how quickly we can make things happen. Let's disrupt the industry. Let's disrupt. Let's, you know, artificial intelligence and robots and machine learning and all this crazy shit out there. But I'm like, at the end of the day, what makes us human? That's not, like, science and technology. And sure, like, that's something that humans can, like, we're capable of. Mm -hmm. But actually what separates us from any other species is, like, our ability to you know communicate communicate and to like have these kind of conversations where you're like hey i'm really trying to understand what motivates human behavior or like what is the meaning of life mm-hmm. why are we here yeah what is the point like yeah. all of these things which like a lot of these characters like you said it's like okay you really like wax poetic about this quite a bit like mm-hmm. i got it let's move on but i do think this book at its core is about like the human condition which sounds so obnoxious yeah really like there's so much of it is just going through these people's lives and like their suffering and also their triumphs Mm -hmm. and it's never like a happy ending it's never like they have reached this certain achievement and things get better it's like the ups and downs the twists and turns and Mm -hmm. I mean it's so depressing again a fourth of the book through but like I've read 10,000 pages, so mm-hmm. it, it's crazy how like there's been quite a roller coaster already at this point. And I think when you and I first started talking about this book, you were like, this is actually quite a bit of a soap opera.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it feels like a soap opera. I mean, obviously, like you, there's, I haven't gotten too deep into the book other than the fact that, I mean, I think, so it was originally published, like you said, in, Uh, like a mini series right like what do they call it a serial so there was there was all the book is divided into eight parts I think and each part was published individually over the course of four years and so I think like it's intended to be digested like that slowly yeah exactly I don't I think that like there could there's so many bits of stories within each of these that like trying to parse it all together into one big story it's just a lot
1: and we're going to try to do it, at yeah. least to the best part of our I'm
0: actually life. excited about reading this book. I feel like it's totally different than anything we've done in the book club so far, so I feel like it's going to be fun. I feel
1: like it's our biggest challenge. I also feel like I'm really excited to be able to say that I read this I know.
0: Book. It feels like an accomplishment. I've been telling people I'm reading it already, and I just look at them, and they look at me, and they're like, wow, you're so impressive, and I'm like, I know.
1: I know. Every time I'm on the train going to work, I just sit there holding my book up. Crowd and no one's looking at me and I'm like look at me look at what I'm reading and again no one's looking at me and I'm like come on my hands are really tired this book is really <laughs> heavy someone look at me so you can be impressed and I'm just like nobody's surprised I'm not making it through this book faster but like people
0: won't look at me I'm sorry maybe you should go somewhere that's not public transit because those like people just avoid bench. yeah like a park bench in a heavily heavy heavily trafficked area
1: it's winter though that's why I need oh. to be inside with my white maybe
0: Russian go in like a cafe a cafe where it's like full of intellectual elitists that sounds like
1: the right move I know um, like have you read this because I am
0: there's a couple other things that I want to talk about before we let the world go back to their own life
1: we are their life aren't we
0: no maybe we have people who listen to the podcast we've actually done a couple of giveaways and people have presents now if you want to get in any of our giveaways you can win books that we are reading we're going to do a giveaway for this book too um you have to follow us on instagram though but then we'll give you prizes and people will tell you we really send them in the mail even though it takes me a while because this is not my full-time job
1: (laughs) how rude how dare you not quit your job and just make this a? if someone wants to sponsor
0: us say not smirnov vodka (laughs) <laughs> if the tequila wants to sponsor us then maybe i can quit my job or at least go part-time
1: honestly any kind of tequila you should sponsor us because i'm basically sponsoring you yeah i mean and i feel I'm like i'm going to need a sponsor because of you star
0: will spend that's not a good way to get a sponsor star will spend mm-hmm. half the episode just Betty talking Ford, about
1: if you want to sponsor us hit us up she's dead uh, I'm talking about the treatment facility. Oh, okay. If they want to sponsor Let's Get Lit, the book club podcast with a twist seems really on brand for them. They should reach out. Just saying. Um, No pressure. uh, um, Quote time.
0: If you look for perfection, you'll never be content. Deep. Now you're depressed. I
1: just feel like I'm like, yeah, that's true. And as a perfectionist, thanks for pointing out what I already knew but it's not going to stop me and it's not going to make me feel any more content or satisfied in my life I'm just like yeah you're right I can never achieve happiness because I can never be perfect so yeah I'm depressed what else
0: um well so the first quote in the entire book which is the first sentence in the entire book is all happy families are alike. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. I feel like that's how all the movie adaptations start, also.
1: Of this book. Yeah. Have you seen any of the movies?
0: No, I've watched like the f- previews of all of them and the previews. How many are there? Oh, like a gazillion. Apparently, the first one was in nineteen eleven, but it doesn't exist anymore. And I don't know what it means when it says it doesn't exist anymore, other Probably, than
1: like, like there's no way to watch it.
0: Maybe maybe it's in the Smithsonian.
1: Also gonna say, like, funny you should mention like there's a gazillion versions of the movie. Obviously there's a gazillion versions of the book and I, as we've talked about before, often like to kind of listen to the book and read the book and kinda of go back and forth. And I've been trying to do it with this one, but it's so hard because I cannot find the same version as an audiobook and a written book and It's just hilarious to me, because I'll actually sit there and go chapter by chapter, and I'm like, the words are not even a little bit the same, but I'm like, yeah, like...
0: The sentiment's the same? The
1: sentiment's the same, but wow, it really changes things. So I'd also say, like, we should probably share either like on the site or on instagram like the versions that we're reading yeah um or at least when we kind of review it next week say like which versions we read because i bet you it has a big impact on how people like the book. interesting and it also has made me think about other books that have been translated and if that has like impacted the way that i've experienced a book because you're like it's not just the plot yeah it's the way it's written and like again the audio book the book that i'm reading i'm like these are not written even similarly that's really it's weird it's just like oh yeah i see that like someone got on the train but the three sentences we used let's be honest the 3000 pages we used of to describe getting on, the train. getting on the train totally different only similarity 3000 pages
0: that's horrible i'm sorry yeah it feels less bad when it's on a um audiobook so we're probably we're like coming up at the end of time here but i have one more quote that i want to read because it makes me feel happy so don't look don't cheat so this quote is basically what you want everyone to think about you all the time you me every person wants someone to think this about them all the girls in the world were divided into two classes one class included all the girls in the world except her and they all had all the usual human feelings and were very ordinary girls. While the other class, herself alone, had no weaknesses and was quite superior to all humanity. Right? Like, give me some of that.
1: I haven't read that part of the book yet, but like,
0: <laughs> mood. I, I mean,
1: yeah, it is a mood. I've been in it before, but like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> right? But also, what,
0: I mean, it's what. Well, that kind of thinking...
1: self-absorbed.
0: Well, no, I mean, that's someone thinking that about someone else. But I feel like that is such a false pretense of, like, how you want to feel about someone. You're not even looking at them as an actual person. So if you love someone or lust after them in that way, like, there's no way you're actually ever going to be happy. No. Because you're... There's if,
1: no potential to be happy.
0: Yeah. Your, ver- your, like, vision or your imaginary perception of that person, there's no way that they can live up to what you expect them to be, Yeah. no matter how perfect they are.
1: It's a sad place to, or I should say a sad disposition to be in, because exactly. where do you go from there?
0: Just into a spiral of depression and anxiety and vodka.
1: Exactly. I was also going to say it's funny because a lot of people, like when I told them I was reading this book, they are like, oh, it's such a sad book, and I'm like, oh, it is? Like is? You've read it? And they're like, no, but everyone knows what happened. I'm not going to spoil anything here. I don't know what happens. I was just going to say, I have no idea. I just know that it's a tragedy, so I'm assuming it's, like, a star-crossed lover situation.
0: I bet you everyone kills each other in a, like, it's, like, Clue, and someone did it in the conservatory with a rope.
1: Well, and that description you read from the internet that said, like, you know, revenge is
0: involved. Ooh, I bet you it is a murder. I bet you I'm right and you're wrong.
1: I bet you... I didn't say anything, and you can't possibly be right.
0: Um, before we end, can I read you one more quote?
1: No, you can't. Now what?
0: It's hard to love a woman and do anything. <laughs> Agreed.
1: <laughs> I mean, that could go both ways. It's hard to love a man and do anything. I know. Have you ever tried to like? Ugh. I just feel like honestly that applies to all things, not just like love someone. Like, have you? Tried it's hard to, to, to do. Have... A job
0: and and do do anything. anything. You can't do anything and do anything. anything. No. I
1: just, anytime I see someone, they're like, hey, what do you have to do? I'm like, I have a job. And they're like, cool. What's new in your life? I'm like, I'm working. And they're like, and what else? And I'm like, what do you mean? What? What, Who has
0: time for anything else? What do
1: I have time for? I have one thing to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, if I'm loving a man, I'm like, you expect me to accomplish anything else? No. It do cannot you know be all done. The effort that takes exactly. And the, all the legs that need to be shaved, and I'm not just talking about mine.
0: Who's else?
1: Uh, clearly, you don't
0: love as hard as I do. I don't even want to know what's happening in your brain right now. Um, okay, so next week we are going to be reading the book, you hopefully mean, finishing it. I've read the book. Yeah, we're going to hopefully finish the book by next Commitment. week. I'm not making any promises, but I am going to say that I will make a valiant effort to read the book.
1: I am going to say that I am in pursuit of perfection and fuck your quote.
0: I'm going <laughs> I to gonna say it.
1: Cool. And I'm going to have read the book no matter what. If I die trying, I will.
0: That sounds ambitious. Good for you.
1: I wanted to say cheers in Russian. but Yeva. I,
0: already,
1: I don't think that's right. I already forgot how to say it. Seems
0: <laughs> like a lot of effort to look it up, but you know what? Voya. Vora. 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 Nailed it. Vora. Okay, on that note. Vora. See you next week. Vora. Vora. To Stalin.
1: Yeah! <laughs>